0: Welcome back to Behind the Greek Abram Podcast. We are your hosts, Christina and Sophie. On episode number four, come join us while we talk about Orthodox Easter, more specifically Greek Easter, our favorite family traditions, and much more. We hope you enjoy. Today's episode is dedicated to a loved one that we just lost. This is for you. Hey guys, welcome back to episode number four of Behind the Greek Apron. I'm your host, Christina from California, and my host, Sophie, all the way from the Netherlands. Hey Sophie, how's it going?
1: Hey Christina, I'm good. How are you doing? Kali Megali of the
0: Yes, Kali Megali of the guys. We are going into what are we? Um, I think we have one week countdown, right? to Orthodox yes. Eastern. Yes. So we are getting ready, you guys, for our, well, we, we can say Greek Easter for us, but it's actually Greek Orthodox Easter for everybody celebrating on um, May 2nd. And Sophie, uh, are you gonna be baking up some lovely tsurekia and um, kulurekia and whatever
1: cookies? I am planning on baking kulurekia, those Greek, better cookies. I'm going traditional this year. I decided even my eggs to be traditional. I'm going to go red.
0: I love it. I love the traditional. You know that. And can you tell us a little bit about uh, how are you dyeing your eggs uh, this
1: year? I have red powder. (laughs) It's okay. We, (laughs) some
0: of us, you know, we do the crazy onion peels or the cabbage. I know.
1: Yeah. But, I actually, every year my mom usually visits and she actually takes over all of that Easter preparation and I just help her. But this year, again, for the second time, she's not able to come over. So I decided I'm going to dye my own eggs and I haven't done this. I think I haven't dyed it. I think when I left Greece, I think was the last time I, I, I dyed my own Easter eggs
0: and that oh, wow. was
1: nine years ago. Yeah.
0: Did you guys hear that nine years ago? That yeah. Sophie, yes, that's a long time. It I is. think it's time that we go back. All oh, this, all Mazzi. So, um, you guys, we have April twenty-six. We do a uh, pre-record our episodes. So, we are back on episode number four, behind the Greek apron. Hopefully, you listened in to our first three episodes. And um, we're going to go into today. What are our topics, Sophie? I think we're talking about Greek Eastern, Orthodox Easter, obviously. And
1: then, yeah, your and your kuluraika and tips and tricks, which I'm really excited to hear again, because I did watch your live on Instagram the other day, which I thought was fabulous. I loved it. Yes. And, yeah.
0: Thank you for joining. And, uh, you know, my dad was with me we call him Baba Yanis and <laughs> he, Baba Yanis was on. And, and it was really funny because, you know, we were teaching uh, the audience on Instagram how to do, you know, to shape the kulraikya, to shape the Tsurekia. And I think that it was fun, you know, to show how I learned. And I've I've been making this very young age. So I've been learning, you know, different techniques throughout the years. And Sophie was on. And my dad, I think Sophie, I don't know if you saw he kind of pushed me out of the way. He's like, okay, I do the rolling now. So you can just stand over there. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> okay. So, you know, he's like, he's my sous chef, but he was treating me like, you know, you know, I'm the chef and you're my sous chef. I'm like, okay, Baba. <laughs>
1: so but that's what I loved about it because I felt so at home it's something this is what what I really enjoy watching when I watch a live on Instagram I want to feel like I'm part of the family I want to be in the kitchen with you I don't want that very professional kind of perfect because we're not perfect in the kitchen <laughs> we're all over the place yes
0: well i like to think that I'm sort of not perfect but I like to think that I, I'm put together it's <laughs> That one <laughs> as a chef, right? <laughs> so although I have to share something with you guys. Uh when I was rolling out the dough, I had flour all over me, Sophie. And it was very it was really funny. Not on the live, but it was uh two days prior. You know, I'm making um I'm fulfilling catering orders. So after I get off this podcast uh recording, I'm going to go right into the kitchen and go make a few um, orders. So I literally have a levry all over me, all over my apron, flour, everywhere. So it was, it. yes. Okay, guys. So we are going to talk a little bit about zurekia and kularekia tips and tricks, as Sophie said. So you can go on to my blog, at kuzunaskitchen.com, and search kularekia baking tips. It's actually kularekia and zurekia baking tips and tricks. Uh, you can go there and check it out. And that's where I share some of my tips and tricks with you guys. Now, some things that I can actually say, sophie Mu, is, and I'm not sure if you do this, but the key to making a beautiful dough, a Tsuraki dough, is letting it rise. And you guys, you have to be patient. It's not a dough that you can rush. You really have to be patient. You have to take at least four hours out of your day to actually let the dough rise. And uh, do you do that, Sophie?
1: I do. Awesome. Um, but uh, I think in your case, when I was watching and when I heard the, the tips, you actually um, let it rise three times.
0: Yes, that's correct. I do. Yeah.
1: That I found um, interesting. Is yes. there a reason?
0: Uh, for me personally, I just always found that letting it rise three times, the, the first rise. And yes, there is a reason for that. It's to give it that fluffy texture. So ultimately, it's a brioche dough, as it's very similar to challah bread. And you want it to rise because if you don't let it rise, your texture is not going to be fluffy. It will be flat. So the yeast needs to take time to get nice and bubbly when you make the yeast mixture. And then when you make the dough, you're going to let it rise inside a lightly greased bowl. So in in all honesty, Sophie, I do actually let it rise outside in the sun. I live at 4,000 elevation. So what I do is I plastic wrap and then I cover it with a towel, like our old style, like the yayadas do. And put it inside, outside the direct sunlight. So it takes about an hour to an hour and a half. Now remember you guys that I, I'm at 4,000 elevations, so that's going to change according to where everybody is. So our rise times will be different. Yeah. And, um, then Sophie, after about an hour and a half, I uncover, I punch it down. Then I let it rise again for about an hour and and you want it to be triple, tripled, about double, tripled in bulk. So ultimately that will give you that nice fluffy tsureikido. Um, you'll have a nice loaf. And um, I only cook it for about 25 to 30 minutes um, in the oven, and that's it. Then you take it out, let it cool down, slice that baby open. You can smell all the aromas of, you know, mastika, uh, malepi, mandarin, lemon. It's really nice. So
1: I can smell it, Christina. I can smell
0: it. <laughs> can you smell it? I can. Oh. I, love, I love that. <laughs> So Sophie, um, do you want to share any tips and tricks of uh, making, you know, or anything specific for your Easter coming up? Um,
1: something specific? No, I don't really have any tips or tricks. Just the traditional um, recipe. But I, I, I thought it would be interesting if I would share my. I have my mother had given me my my grandmother's uh, cookbook which is, I think, from the 1900s. There's no cover, no nothing. And I Mm -hmm. thought maybe I would share the recipe that she used to uh, use when she made the tureki. I would love that.
0: And I think our listeners would love that too. you said that's from the 1900s?
1: I think so. Well, my grandmother was born. My mom was born. Oh, I can't even tell. I say my mother's age. Shh, don't say anything. <laughs> Everyone. <that>. Sh- <laughs> Shh. But well, yeah, before that, my grandmother was born. Before. Um, I, I don't remember exactly when, but it was a long, long time ago. <laughs>
0: okay. We're not going to say her age, but Shh. you know, <laughs> oh,
1: no, mom's age, we don't say. So it's actually in Greek. So should I just give the ingredients in Greek and then translate it into English? Or yeah, that's fine. Okay. I mean, yeah. So she has it written down as Tsurekya Labriatica. Which is really cool. Labriatica, which means you know, Easter uh And she has lyomeno butiro, which is one cup of melted butter. Ena flidjani chayu zahari, one cup of sugar. Enamisiflidjani chayu zesto a cup and a half of warm milk. Tesara mm-hmm. avga, four eggs. Elahisto mm-hmm. alati, just a pinch of salt. Icosipeti gramaria maya beers. 25 grams of yeast. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Baking soda or yeast. Oi, okay. Oi, all right. Um, What does she have written here now? Because it's a little scribbled.
0: Now, you guys, really quick, when Sophie is saying all of this, uh, it's funny for us because our yegades and, you know, prote yegades, we usually they say, oh, just put a cup of this, a cup of that, you know, litzani, right? And you're like, what is it? What a is it? <laughs> what is a cup or a glass of this
1: That's measurement? That's true. A, so, and a, a pofto and a apofto, ena potiri apokino. of what? what? Yeah, you're glass? like which?
0: <laughs> yeah, three four is one cup. Okay. Yeah
1: so she also she has three more two more ingredients which is a third cup of um lukewarm water and (laughs) beka flijanya chayu peripu (laughs) peripu flour, which is is 10 cups of flour approximately about 10 cups see that's what i'm saying
0: (laughs) and you know that's very interesting because you know what i put five eggs so it's pretty close except she puts four yeah. And I do eight and a half cups of flour. So that's, yeah. it's
1: similar. Yeah. Ne al peripu, approximately. <laughs> that was the style
0: back in the day.
1: Back then, that's true. So that was my grandma's um, recipe when she used to make tureki. And, you know, that was passed on to, uh, from my mom to me and my cousin. And- that's beautiful. So th- and there, but- is
0: there a certain method to that madness of making um you know, of braiding, uh, did your uh, yaya yeah, do it a certain way, or it's just very similar to the three rope method? And then
1: it was the traditional uh, three rope. There was no no um, tips or tricks or anything specific. This is all I remember. Um, and actually she doesn't um she doesn't describe how she does it in other words how if she uses the wet ingredients separately if she makes the wet ingredients separately or the dry ingredients in a different bowl Mm -hmm. all she has written down is the ingredients so I guess you have to guess everything else after that
0: (laughs) it's a guessing game it is yeah And that's not new for all of us that are green it's most of the time like a guessing game and yes. uh for us that don't have our you know grandparents around it's kind of like okay may the may the tsureki gods be with you because <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, make a wish and... anyway i have to say something really quick sophie more i do love that i wish my yaya was still around i wish that she left us a cookbook with cinta yes recipes and you know it's it, It's an emotional process for me because you know I do dedicate my blog to my yaya, and um, I always think like Savrula, why why didn't you have a beautiful cookbook? I mean she was cooking all the time. So, um, but I have to share this. You know I used um, when I was making my Easter bread, I was using butter for a long time. In the dough, and now I'm using olive oil, and it made such a difference, Sophie. I'm telling you, the olive oil was like a key trick to the fluffy texture. Try it, you know. Try adding olive oil in the mix, and tell me what you think.
1: I will try it next year. But um, remember, we were speaking the other day, and you said that the olive oil plays a role, and that is a little bit of, of a concern for me because. The olive oil that I usually bring back from Greece is quite strong, so I need to find something that's a little bit closer to what um, you use, which is uh, not that easy.
0: (laughs) I know, and you guys, I did use a lighter extra virgin olive oil from Greece. I know that's hard to find, but um, we'll talk more about that and I'll suggest a few to you, Sophie. Okay, guys, we are gonna take a short break And on this break, we would like to share a band called Ndasi. This is Ndasi Live in Miami. Thank you very much to John Temelis, who shared this beautiful song on our podcast. We hope you enjoy. guys and we are back on episode number four behind the Greek apron Christina here and Sophie of course Sophie's in the Netherlands I'm in California we have April 26th today and we're pre-recording thank you for joining us today on our fourth episode we talked about Orthodox Easter it's coming up on May 2nd please do check out our blogs uh, cousinesskitchen.com, foodzesty.com yeah. Um, but you guys, we want to go into family stories about our Easter, you know, throughout the years. And I think, you know, Sophie and I, we have some stories we can share because let's be honest, uh, Greek Easter, Pascha, it's it's very important to us. And it's something that uh, both of us, we both are Greek American. And I find it interesting that both of us don't celebrate <laughs> American Easter. So um so I think Greek Easter plays a more of an important role to both of us. And, um, you know, we're not hating on American Easter. We both are very proud of our cultures. But Sophie, I want to hear, you know, a little bit of maybe one of your favorite family stories, you know, of around the table. And then we, I can share one too. Um,
1: what I remember was the gatherings and the uh, the, ta- the spread the spread of the Mm -hmm. tables. I remember I was maybe 10 or 11 back in the United States and my mom, we had a a huge backyard and she would put together, I think there were 12 tables. And that was a huge spread. We had 50, 60 people over. Wow, and we were the only Greeks in the neighborhood we were in in Flushing and everybody else was either from Poland or Spain there was no other Greek Armenia there was no other Greek in the area so you can imagine what was going on on uh, Sunday Easter Sunday (laughs) (laughs) yes but what I always found interesting when I was young that we always had to go to sleep around eight o'clock in the evening, because we were going to go to Anastasi mm-hmm. at 12 o'clock. Yeah. And what I found hysterical until this day is once the Christos Anesti is, you know, <laughs> done, everybody runs back home to eat because everybody's been fasting for- That's so true, man. <laughs> I mean, in five minutes, everybody's gone <laughs> from the church.
0: This is funny. Um, are you familiar with a show called Acropolis Now? No, okay. I have to send you a link. Those that are listening in this uh, this show, it reminds me of what Sophie just said. It's really funny. Sophie, it's a it's an Australian comedy, and it's Greek Australian. And there's a guy. I, to this day, I play this every year at this time, and I'm going to play it again on Sunday on May 2nd. And <laughs> it's so funny. So you know, most of the time we're going to a like like Sophie said, we go around the church three times yeah. and with our candili our candles and um there's two stories but I want to tell you the, this one with the show. They make fun of Christos and Nesti, right? So they're all coming back from the church and and the guy comes back he's like Christos <laughs> and he's <then, laughs> making fun, right? And he blows out the candle on accident. He's like, oh hello eggs, I'm gonna eat you now. Pa and then <laughs> And then he did, and then all of a sudden he blows out the candle. He's like, uh oh, <laughs> and he's like, oh no, God! You know, it's just so funny. And I really want you to watch that, Toby. It's the funniest thing. It reminds me of us, like all of us. You know, our culture and um, how how the Greeks are putting hairspray in their hair and people are holding the candles oh really close God. to their hair. You know,
1: <laughs> I, I remember. Oh my God. <laughs> <That's> <laughs>
0: So, and we were all being careful, like, Baba, I'm too close to the person in front of me. We're going around the church three times a night. And the person's hair is huge, you know, and we're holding the candles. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, and
1: you would get, Mimi, don't talk. Yes, and talk oh, yes. And my dad you.
0: was, still, he was so mad. He's like, shh, be quiet. And I'm like, Baba, come on, I'm in these heels, my tacunya, and I'm going around in a circle. The epitaphio is coming out
1: <laughs> <laughs> That was oh God, That's true.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: So <laughs> that's funny, yeah. Yes. I used to complain all the time. I'm tired, I wanna go home. I would- <laughs> We're hungry. Hungry. And then, you know, that hungry. Okay. Oh, we're going home at 12 o'clock. Which, and then I knew, I knew, oh my God, you know.
0: <laughs> You're diving <laughs> <And> it,
1: in. <laughs> oh so my food. God. No, no. I always had something different to eat because they had that soup the oh, that my Oh no! Please in, let's talk it. about this. Oh,
0: okay. My God. Oh, pa, no, no, no. No.
1: Pa, 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 pa. no.
0: So what is, so Sophie, can you explain to our listeners what my eating says, because I don't like lamb, first of all. Um, I might be a weird Greek to you guys, but I can't eat lamb. I used to eat it, but that's another story for another time. Um, but I'll let Sophie explain what my eating says <laughs> because well uh,
1: from, I've only seen it from afar because I never went close to my mother or my aunt or anybody for that matter. <laughs> but, <laughs> but all I saw were long, booky intestines that they were chopping up and talking you remember that movie the, the my big fat greek wedding Yeah. situation and that's exactly what was going on in our kitchen and i would just stand from afar and look at what they were doing no a
0: weird eye <laughs>
1: <laughs> mama I I to keep. okay
0: i'm gone bye <laughs>
1: Yeah, no. I was like, my mother would say, "Sophia, eladon," and I'm like, "No, no, thank you." Yeah, I'm busy <laughs> you now. I'm gonna it. go
0: outside and water the flowers.
1: <laughs> I actually, when I got married, I told my husband one thing you should not expect from me is my on You know, Anastasia. Uh uh, I'm not doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't do it. And some of my friends, you know, you know from the Haudyoo, they're like. Then I'm like, oh no, I am not <laughs> no. eating that. No. Here's a story I can share, our family story, very similar to yours. I watched my dad. We had this outdoor brick oven that he made, Sophie, and yeah. he would have the Arnie going in a circle, right? Yes. Like, you know, you know we yeah. The
1: same thing. Yeah. Yes, and he would Greek have families.
0: yeah, yeah, and he would have his music blasting. He had yes. his Greek fisherman's hat on, and he would be like, Elana what's and he would At eat nine a.m. Like,
1: in the morning. Yes, and he, he was with eating with a glass of wine. Nah, and he no, was eating no. the lamb
0: off the spit. And I'm like, yeah. "Are we gonna have anything left for, <laughs> you know, for our Easter?" And and so my sister, we would laugh all the time because we had our eggs. We merely grabbed the red eggs and we're like, este, Boom. and we <laughs> and we would crack, you know, and we're like, "Oh man." Yeah, we're like, haha, you got the crack. So we're laughing at each other because we didn't win, right? And somehow my dad would always have the special. He had this like force to his hand. He's strong, you know. And he was like, I know how he knows how to crack it, Sophie. Somehow he knows how to crack the egg, where he always wins. And I'm like, okay, you know what? (laughs) I'm gonna try that. So one year, I did the force, you know, the full force going in. I cracked my sister's egg and the whole egg just split in half. And I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> so, um, but guys, uh, this is beautiful stories that we all share. You know, we're all around the world, all the Greeks, whether we love them, we hate them, you know, everyone, our enemies, our friends, we all come together on one day, on May 2nd to celebrate the same thing. And Sophie, thanks for sharing those memories, because it seems like we have similar memories, you know, to yeah.
1: to talk well, about. Greek families, they kind of do the same thing. They start very early in the morning and maybe two or three. I remember in, at, 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 we had 50, 60 people. They had three lambs. And... I don't really like, I don't like, well, I'm a vegetarian anyway, but um, I never liked lamb or katsiki goat. I remember. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And we're talking
0: full lambs, you guys. Mm.
1: Full Full on. on. I've seen a
0: lamb. Mm -hmm. I've seen a boyfriend of mine, my first Greek boyfriend ever when I was 19 years old. If you hear this, Steve, (laughs) you gave me a nightmare and you forever. (laughs) I think my dad forever hates you because <laughs> my dad used to make the best lamb and he made me go over to his house him, look at this cute little goat oh look at this cute oh i'm excuse me look at this cute little lamb right and he shows me that he killed the lamb in front of me they hang it up upside oh, down yeah. they chased me yeah. with the tongue and I'll they chased do... you with the tongue okay oh, yeah. you know that's something that's why i don't eat lamb so um,
1: um... We have a similar one. We had gone to a village with my husband many years ago to a friend's village. We were invited for Easter, so um, her uncle asks my husband if he wanted to join because they were going to um, take a walk, and um, there were sheep and goats. And they turned around and they asked him, "Well, Petra, which one do you, which lamb do you, or Katsiki, or I don't remember." um do you like and he chose one and a few minutes later they literally they cut its throat right in front Pedro has never forgotten this and every time Easter oh, comes yeah. around he always tells me the story so it's very similar to your story it is it's very harsh and very that's six
0: with me Sophie yeah. I can still nah. smell it the other nah. day my dad you guys my dad made uh super voluminal yeah the egg lemon soup and he, he didn't tell me he put lamb drippings and I smelled something weird right yeah. Sophie I tried it and you showed me I spit it out right away I'm like yeah. no 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 no, no. <laughs> I can taste it no <laughs> and um you know sad cuz my dad makes a beautiful lamb on the spit but I can't do it and I haven't tried it since I was 18 so uh well I just did the other day on accident but anyway Um, so you guys, we're going to take a quick break and on this break, I'll have you guys listen to a beautiful Greek song and we will be right back. was a beautiful song by the Enemos Music Project. My friend John Thamelis was so awesome to give us a few songs to listen to on our episode number four. We hope you enjoyed. We are trying our best you guys to bring an amazing Greek American podcast to you guys. And uh, Sophie, do you want to include anything in our last topic of our Greek Easter fun?
1: Um, there's so many, um, (laughs) what else can we talk about that has to do with Greek Easter? Uh, I can't remember offhand, Christina, do you have any ideas?
0: (laughs) I'm thinking like, you know, uh, you were saying earlier on the show that there's just a huge spread of food and that's what I'm waiting for. It's Hmm. just like, we won't have all my family with us. It will just be, you know, Nestor, me, my parents, Cause Mikey, of course, but um, I'm going to make a few Easter baskets for my nephew and niece, and that's a surprise, so hopefully my sister won't listen to that. And
1: um, what and, are you going to um, put in the Easter back- the baskets? I, found, I find that wonderful. What are you yeah, going to put in Yeah, thank you. There?
0: I want to make two aprons for the kids, matching aprons, Aww. because I have a vinyl machine. We'll talk about this because I do mm-hmm. make aprons and kitchen towels. Um, I wanted to do Easter, you know, something cute for the kids. And I was hoping to get some new aprons out for Easter, you guys, but I didn't have the time. So Um, I'm going to include some candy in there. I'm going to make bulurakia for the kids. They love that. And I'll probably just put like, you know, sprinkles on top. Um, I think that's always a good idea, you know, for the kids. Make like a kid-friendly bulurakia, which it's fun. You know, you can get the sprinkles in there and they can enjoy. Get the kids in the kitchen cooking with you. Um, so just something fun, Sophie, for the kids and, you know, my niece is only 10 months and, uh, Case is, uh, five and a half years old. So, um, <clears throat> so hopefully they'll enjoy them.
1: That's interesting sprinkles because I remember when I was growing up my mother used to separate you know she used to make the the greek cookies for the the grown-ups and then for us kids we were about 20 maybe 25 children <laughs> and she would oh. put sprinkles on our cookies.
0: <laughs> yes, see? That's interesting. We we're, we're on the same wavelength. <laughs>
1: That's interesting.
0: Now, we are behind the Greek Apron podcast. We decided to just bring together a beautiful uh, uh, episode number four about Greek Easter, Orthodox Easter. Many other people, many other cultures are celebrating too, not just Greeks. That's and um, we want to wish you guys a beautiful Easter. We hope it's filled with love and happiness.
1: I know these are difficult times, and we're not going to be spending much um, time with our families this year. So try to enjoy it the best you can. You, you know, and and enjoy the good food. That you have on and wishing
0: you guys all happiness and love and good health is the most important. So, yes, And we hope that we can all get together one day. You know, I'm talking to Sophie about visiting her in the Netherlands, and um, we hope that that will come true because you guys will see us together one day <laughs> and we'll do a podcast together. So, yes, um, from the
1: Netherlands. Yay. From the same
0: house. Yeah, so. Yes. So, with great coffee. Okay. So, We're going to go on a quick break, you guys. When we get back, we're going to share a little uh, exciting news on our next feature. And we have some more exciting news on a new social media page, so we will be right back. Today's episode is sponsored by My Very Own Cookbook A Drop of Lavi and My Greek Soul, a new take on classic Greek cuisine. This is my second cookbook, and I would love for you guys to have it in your very own kitchen. What is a drop of ladhi in my Greek soul? It is much more than just a cookbook. It is Greek recipes intertwining traditional and modern styles to bring the best of Greek cooking to your table. It's perfect for a beginner or an intermediate foodie who appreciates the Greek cuisine. Check it out on Amazon.com, and the link will be in our description box. And... We are sharing some exciting news. I will let Sophie tell you guys who we're. We're gonna share a little bit of who we're featuring, but we're not gonna leak the name yet. So, Sophie,
1: on our next episode, we're having um, a new upcoming food Greek food blogger, Um, yes, and we're really excited because she mainly
0: uh, bakes. That's so exciting that we have a Greek food blogger coming on that bake, Sophie. I cannot wait. Thank you again, you guys, for joining us on Behind the Greek Apron Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Behind the Greek Apron Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at BTGA Podcast. And Sophie, Worlds, can they find us? On our blogs. On our uh, blogs and on Anchor. So- and Anchor.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Anchor.fm backslash behind the Greek Apron.
0: Yes, and you guys can email us to behind the apron at gmail.com. So we want to thank you very much for joining us. I'm Christina from California. And
1: I'm Sophie from the Netherlands.
0: We are sending our love and happiness and good health to you guys around the world. We want to thank you for tuning in, by the way. And we will see you guys on our next episode.